Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Doctor Who's Monster of the Week format means the show cycles through a massive amount of villains with each passing series. While some episodes bring back old favourites from the classic and modern eras, most stories include a brand new villainous threat for the Doctor to humiliate and ultimately defeat, and with the show having put out hundreds of episodes since 1963, there are a lot of bad guys that exist within this universe. This means that Doctor Who history is littered with villains who only popped up in one adventure, never to do battle with the Doctor again. While they're not all that great, let's just forget about the Candyman and the Absorbaloth, the the vast group of one-hit wonder baddies do contain a few gems, some incredible villains who left an indelible mark on the show in just a brief amount of time. My name is Rich, welcome to Who Culture, and these are the 10 best one-time only Doctor Who villains. Quick honourable mention to the empty child who scared the living crap out of me as a kid, thank you for the nightmares, Stephen, and also to the Weeping Angels. Rich, I hear you say, there have been multiple episodes with Weeping Angels in them, and I say yeah, I know, but Stephen, you should have left them in Blink, they were perfect in that, and you kept bringing them back, again and again, and their stories got worse and worse. What's that? The Statue of Elite is a Weeping Angel? Oh, what a load of crap! Stephen, go away! Okay, rant over, on with the list. Number 10. The Gelf, The Unquiet Dead The Gelf are among the most underrated baddies in Who's modern era. Appearing for the first and only time in the Ninth Doctor episode of The Unquiet Dead, the most intriguing thing about them is that they're not technically villains, a layer that makes them an interesting creature to use as the story's de facto antagonists. Appearing like blue gaseous ghosts, the Gelf are actually a humanoid species who have suffered a great deal. After losing their bodies during the Time War, they're essentially seeking refuge in this episode, and their only desire is to inhabit human bodies and take physical form once again. So so when they start possessing corpses and start attacking Rose with said corpses, and when billions of Gelf try to squeeze through the rift and take all the Earth by force, they're acting from a place of desperation. We won't go as far as saying they're relatable, we can't speak for anyone else but we've never lost our bodies during a time war, but we understand why they felt like they needed to act in such a villainous way. Plus, their blue ghostly forms gave them a really cool, quite mesmerising look too. Number 9. Satan, The Impossible Planet and the Satan Pit Series 2 The Impossible Planet and the Satan Pit is a classic base under siege story, with the Doctor and Rose along with a team of human researchers and some Ood servants becoming trapped inside a space station orbiting a black hole. The main threat of these two episodes is 
Satan, or rather the beast that inspires the myth of Satan. We don't actually see this being in the flesh until the end of the Satan pit, but it has a presence throughout the entire story as a sinister force manipulating the researchers and the Ood, turning them violent, causing chaos within the base. And it's this aspect of the villain that makes it so compelling. Sure, the enormous hulking devil creature is a monstrous sight to behold, but its ability to get inside people's heads, messing with them, turning close friends against each other, that's what makes this entity such a great villain. Psychological torment like this is very difficult for the Doctor to fight back against, and when the villain manages to put the Doctor on the back foot, they've done a pretty good job in my book. Number 8. The Celestial Toymaker, The Celestial Toymaker A Doctor Who villain who's almost as old as the show itself, The Celestial Toymaker first appeared all the way back in 1966 and hasn't been seen again since. Played with relish by the late Michael Goff, who most will recognise for his portrayal as Alfred in the 1989 and 1990s Batman movies, the Toymaker's shtick is that he loves to play games, forcing unfortunate beings to become his playthings. While the Toymaker isn't physically imposing or particularly frightening, there's just something so alluring about villains who are clearly enjoying themselves, especially especially clever villains who are clearly enjoying themselves. Think Moriarty or the Joker, just with less murder. The Toymaker could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Doctor in a battle of wits on any day of the week, and it would be a highly entertaining standoff to watch. Sadly, the Celestial Toymaker, the serial, not the villain, is mostly missing from the BBC archives. There aren't many Toymaker scenes that are available to watch, which is kind of the perfect excuse to revive him for a new episode. Maybe. Number 7. The Minotaur, The God Complex in the God Complex, the Doctor, Amy, and Rory land in what seems to be an ordinary Earth hotel, but is actually a maze-like structure patrolled by the mythical Minotaur. For the vast majority of the episode, the Minotaur just seems like a mindless beast, although we do get hints that it's suffering in some way, but eventually, we learn that it doesn't really want to hurt people, and that it just wants to die, a wish that is finally granted when the Doctor, in an emotional scene, severs its food supply. With a terrific, fully practical costume, one that actually allows the creature to express itself when required, and the surprisingly saddening twist that the Minotaur is actually actually a victim trapped within the walls of the hotel, this is a villain that has it all. Incredible design paired with incredible execution. Number 6. The Foretold, Mummy on the Orient Express Who doesn't love a good old-fashioned murder mystery? And no, we're not talking about the unicorn and the wasp. Doctor Who did yet another one with a twist in Mummy on the Orient Express, in which the 12th Doctor hops aboard the titular train for one last hurrah with Clara, only to discover that the passengers are dropping like flies at the hands of an invisible enemy. And in typical Doctor Who fashion, this isn't THE Orient Express, it's a space Orient Express, like a space Titanic. SPACE! And that final point is just one of the reasons why the foretold, which resembles an ordinary Egyptian mummy, is such a fantastic monster. Because the only people who can see it are the ones that are just about to die, there are a few fantastic scenes in this episode where these soon-to-be victims of the foretold are scared out of their minds, desperately trying to escape, while everyone else in the carriage thinks they're just going mad for no apparent reason. It's unnerving stuff, and the ingenious decision to have an on-screen countdown ticking away the seconds until the foretold's next kill adds to that sense of dread. In the end, though, it's revealed that the mummy is actually a dead soldier and those bandages is draped in, they were used to heal his wounds when he was still alive. It's a neat little twist that makes you view the entire episode in a different light, turning a mindless killing machine into a tragic and severely misunderstood bad guy. Number 5. The Flood, The Waters of Mars Yet another base under siege story, this chilling standalone episode is set within the Bowie Base 1 on the planet of Mars, where the Doctor and several crew members are forced to try and contain a water-based infection called the Flood, which transforms its victims into zombie-like creatures that are constantly emanating water. The Flood doesn't have a true physical form, and instead it just spreads between various life forms. Scarily, just a single drop of water can lead to infection and alters the appearance of its hosts, like the humans within the base who develop cracked skin around their mouths 
mouths and discolored eyes. The look of these flood-infected humans is creepy as hell, with the cracked skin proving to be some of the best makeup work we've ever seen on the show. Combine these chilling looks with the flood's merciless, relentless, and almost unstoppable desire to spread, and the fact that deadly water is a simple yet inherently spine-tingling idea, and this rather moist entity is an absolute winner of a bad guy. Seriously, the sequence at the end of this episode where people are being infected, especially seeing Steffi behind the glass and you can barely even hear anything and you see her shaking as she's taken over by the water, it's genuinely terrifying stuff. Number 4. Sutek, Pyramids of Mars The villain in the fourth Doctor story, Pyramids of Mars, Sutek, is one of the most powerful villains the Doctor has ever faced, and he certainly displayed his enormous strength on plenty of occasions throughout his single appearance on the show. We don't often see villains who are able to make the Doctor feel well and truly helpless, but Sutek did just that. At the beginning of the final part of the serial, he pretty much messes with the Doctor like he's a squeaky dog toy, telling him that he could kill him in any way imaginable, while also calling the Mighty Time Lord a plaything of Sutek. Sutek is a standout from the classic years of the show, and his enormous devilish mask combined with his calm demeanor and well-spoken delivery made for a truly unsettling foe that we sadly didn't see a lot of. Number 3. The Veil, Heaven Sent while villains that have to be dealt with head-on are definitely intimidating, there's something much scarier about a monster that, even though it might not be an immediate threat, will never, under any circumstances, stop chasing you. And that's exactly what the veil is all about. It's a slow, unarmed, easy-to-spot creature, which doesn't sound too scary when you put it like that. But here's something that is scary. You could lock yourself in a room for months, if not years, and when you open the door, the veil will still be there, patient always waiting. The Twelfth Doctor encountered this creature while trapped inside a labyrinth castle and ended up staying there for billions of years, the veil breathing down his neck the entire time. It's a horrifying thought that takes you can run but you can't hide to the absolute extreme, and the Doctor has never had to work harder to outplay a villain, just one of the reasons why the veil is among Modern Who's most memorable enemies, and Heaven Sent being one of the best episodes of Doctor Who of all time. Number 2. The Dream Lord, Amy's Choice Series 5's Amy's Choice is one of the most underrated episodes of the Matt Smith era, and by extension, the Dream Lord is one of the most underrated villains. Played with gleeful snarkiness by the unassuming Toby Jones, he's so deliciously manipulative and sinister that he's able to absolutely batter the mighty ancient Time Lord with just a few sharp jabs and some twisty-turny meddling with the boundaries between dreaming and reality. He is a pure joy to watch, and the only downside here is that we'll never get to see him return in the exact same way. Jones's Dream Lord was a dark reflection of Smith's Doctor, meaning that a future Dream Lord would have to be a dark reflection of a future or even current Doctor. Still, wouldn't it be awesome to see the other Dream Lords, the other manifestations of other Doctors? Make it happen, BBC. Number 1. The Vashta Narada, Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead Despite not having a unique visual appearance, despite not normally being able to speak and despite only featuring in a single TV story, the Vashta Narada are consistently cited as one of the best baddies in the Hooniverse. Introduced by Stephen Moffat in 2008's Silence in the Library and Forest of the Dead, the Vashta Narada are brilliant in their simplicity. They're carnivorous creatures that resemble shadows, living within those dark corners of buildings. Waiting. Hiding. Step across one of those shadows, your flesh will be torn from your bones. By playing on one of the most basic human fears, the Vashta Narada made an entire generation of kids even more scared of the dark than we already were. Apart from me, I wasn't scared of the dark, I was scared of the hey who turned out the lights and the skull in the face. Whoa. Hell, they're such a nasty villain that not even the Doctor can stop them. In the Forest of the Dead, he leaves them to munch on the planet because there's simply nothing he can do, and there's no higher praise you can give to a villain on the show. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.